want to turn your attention to 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, verses 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And I want to share with you today weapons of our warfare. Weapons of our warfare. I believe that we are suffering uh, defeats that is not the will of God for us to suffer. I believe that there is more that we can do in this in this spiritual battle and i want to share a little bit of what the lord has put in my spirit can we ask god to give us personal revelation can we ask god to for god's spirit to speak against any distraction can we bring our minds into what the word would say and seek for personal revelation in our life right now i wish we'd lift our voice and do that this church knows how to pray so so can we pray for that right now Father, we come to you and we thank you for the power of your spirit. We thank you, God, for your intention in this house today. And we align ourselves and we, we position ourselves to have personal revelation of what you are saying. And we believe it in Jesus' name. Can the, shout, can the church shout amen? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I believe that we need to get something very straight at the very start of this, and that is that we are in a spiritual war, and the power of God has no equal. The power of God has no equal. There is a fact that Lucifer, if you refer to him as Lucifer or Satan or the devil... He has never been on God's power level. And I hear some people talking at times, and I believe that they have him elevated higher than than he should be. It seems like the top three angels were Michael, Gabriel, and Lucifer. But if you'll study in the Word of God, you will realize that, that Michael is the only archangel of the three. When we see the term archangel, that is speaking of the chief of angels. So when we look at it in this manner, we realize that that Lucifer does not need to be elevated. He is at best a level three angel or a level three power being. And he obviously had a lot of influence because he, he rebelled and, and took a third of the angels with him. So, so while he did have influence, I have heard people say that he was equal to Michael. Uh, I have even said that, I believe, preaching. But upon study, I don't even believe now that he was even equal to Michael because the archangel Michael is the only one that is spoken of as an archangel, and an archangel is the chief of angels. But when we consider all of this, 
we need to remember Isaiah 14 and 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did as weaken the nations? So whatever you think of him, just remember that he was cast down. I was talking to a minister friend of mine this week who is uh, used in deliverance. And deliverance is a subject that is, that is on my mind and is on my spirit quite a bit. And I'm trying to dig into it and dive into it because I just I don't believe, I just believe we're leaving a lot on the table. Let me just say it like that. And he was speaking to me about he was getting ready to minister in a church. And the pastor said, now, I'm not comfortable with all that devil chasing. We don't, we don't want to do devil chasing around here. And I told my friend, I said, well, I guess we could get into devil chasing later. But my bigger concern right now is not the devils that people are chasing. It's the devils that are inside people's heads. Now, I'm not saying demon-possessed. And there, there is, yes, demon possession, but... I'm not really even aimed today at demon possession. I'm, da- I'm, I'm aimed at, at some of the devils that seem to be lodged in our heads. I'm aimed today at the fact that there are weapons of our warfare and we are uh, deciding to coexist with some spirits that are oppressing us that we do not have to coexist with. I hope somebody in here will believe what I'm saying today. We are not just any church, correct? We are a spirit-filled church. When we say that we are spirit-filled, that means that there is a spirit level. When we talk about being spirit-filled, then there is a spirit level, and that spirit level brings in spiritual warfare. And I am convinced that there are some people that, that now are not even fighting. I'm believing there are some people that are not even fighting, and I'm not here getting down on anybody. I'm here today trying to share some uh, some revelation to where we can get some more fight in us and not just aimless fighting, but fighting in a direction to where we can truly win. So we know that he was cast down. In John 10, it tells us exactly what his plan is, and that is to steal kill, and destroy. And this is the reason why we need to understand weapons. The reality is we walk in the flesh, but we had better not war after the flesh. We will never win this battle by the flesh. Our willpower will help us for a while, and we may even have a good attitude for two days, or we may lose five to seven pounds based on our willpower. But I can tell you this, that it is only going to be his power by which we will be able to have permanent victory. It's not going to be by our willpower. It's not going to be by what we decide. 
It's going to be by his power that is working in us. So when we speak about weapons of our warfare, we're speaking about instruments of war. We must learn the weapons. We must learn how to use the weapons. Because it is a spirit versus flesh battle, and it's very real. And it's time for us to understand what our creator, what our king has put in our hand. This may be the first time you've ever walked in this building. If you have walked in for the first time, good. You're here to learn about how you can be victorious this week. I will present today a path to victory. I'm speaking to some people that have decades of investment in this local body, and you are suffering defeat needlessly. I know good and well that we get into battles, and in battles there's scars. In battles there's wounds. In battles there's, there's days that we take a good beating. I understand that, but as children of God, as children of the King, we are never supposed to surrender to a life of defeat. It's one thing for there to be an exception, but it's another thing for us to live by the rule is. And the rule is, we are children of the King. The rule is that Satan is a defeated foe. He is still on this earth. He is still seeking to kill and destroy anything, but we don't have to let him. We don't have to let him. Are you saying, preacher, that a lot of my bad days are my fault? That's exactly what I'm saying. That is exactly what I'm saying. We have bad days, and there are sometimes we have bad days, and there's not a thing we can do about it because it's outside forces. But there are other days we're having bad days because we are sick in our head, because we are thinking wrong thoughts, and because we are not actively using what the king has given us to use. Romans 8, 5, and 6. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So we see in the Word of God that to be fleshly minded is death. That is always and forever. It has always been. It will always be. This will never change. And the enemy is convinced that my flesh will ultimately be his guarantee for victory. That is what the enemy is convinced of. I am convinced that the fiercest battle of the war that we fight is in our minds. I am convinced that my biggest enemy other than, other than Satan is me. I am convinced that my biggest fight is my flesh. I am convinced that if I don't wage war correctly, using the weapons that he has given us, that I will never win. 
that I will, that I will periodically have good days. I will periodically have a good season of time. I will periodically get to enjoy something, especially if I'm faithful on Sunday morning, because I can come in and I can lean on everybody else's prayer, everybody else's fasting, all of the practice and everything that comes off of the platform. I can come in and at least have a good season every Sunday morning based on what other people have done. You could live like that if you want to. But I will never settle to live a life dependent on being able to feel the power of God based on someone else's sacrifice. Not living on that level. I'm happy for it. But I will not live on that level, and the reason why is, is I do not have to live a life of self-sabotage. I do not have to live a life where I am defeated. When I get up in the morning, I'm automatically defeated. Why? Because of the way I think. Because of the way I act. Because I do not use weapons. Because I do not fight. Because I have a poor, pitiful bee attitude in the spirit that some, someday, some way, that it's going to get better. I'm going to win a spiritual lottery, and then I'm going to be able to feel better more than five hours at a time. Come on, blood-bought people. Come on, people who have been born again by the water and the spirit and are in the kingdom of God. Do we have a weak king? Do we have a dead king? Do we have a king that can't handle it? Do we have a God right now that is no match for 2024? Is that where we are? That is not where we are. And there are weapons of our warfare, and we do not have to live at the whim of the enemy. We do not have to live at the whim of the enemy. It is not up to the enemy to decide whether or not I have a good day. It is not up to the enemy to decide whether or not I live victoriously today. It will not be up to the enemy Monday morning on what my Monday is like. It will be up to me. It will be up to how I lean into the king. It will be how I lean into his word. And it will be how I use his weapons. Until we learn to fight and win inside our head, we'll never win. The earth is nothing more than a battleground. It's not a playground. It's not a fairground. It's a battleground. And we have to understand this. We see in the natural the wars that are raging around this, this world. And there are scenes that are horrible. And the atrocities will be debated for years as far as war crimes. But when we look at these natural battles, they pale in comparison to the spiritual battles that are being fought. This is the reason why we're told to take on the whole armor of God. 
Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in what? Yourself. Be strong in your willpower. Be strong in what you can do. Be strong in what your family can do. Be strong in your ability. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's time for somebody to quit leaning on your own power and your own might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God that you can stand against the cunning arts, the deceit, the craftiness, the trickery of the devil. We will never beat him on our own. Never. He's had too many years to watch humanity. He knows uh, what the 0 to 10 year olds are, pr- are prone to do. He knows what the 10 to 20s are prone to do. He knows what the 20s to 30s. Pick a decade. He's got it. He knows. He knows what men are prone to do. He knows what women are prone to do. He knows. He's been watching it. He has. He knows the Bible better than we know the Bible because he's had a whole lot longer to study it. He's watched human race. He knows our tendencies. He knows that there is no temptation, but such as is what? What's the word? Common. Common to man. So he knows. He knows about you. He knows. He's got it. And so then we think somebody that has that much wisdom, that has watched mankind that long, that has that much insight that we're a match for, there is absolutely no way. Verse 12 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Let's get this right. It's against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world. It's against spiritual wickedness in high places. So we've got to have this revelation. We are not fighting humans. You say, well, you don't understand my husband or my wife. We are not fighting humans. We are fighting spirits. And we are wasting much emotion fighting the wrong thing. And when two nations are at war, you can believe that opposing armies desire nothing more than for their enemy to use their fire power aimlessly. It's the reason why Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, So fight I, not as one that beateth the air, Apostle Paul was saying, I'm not shadow boxing. I'm not about shadow boxing. I know exactly the punch I'm going to throw, and I know exactly where that punch is going. And there are a lot of people today that you're just fighting aimlessly. It's like shadow boxing in this thing. And in spiritual warfare, we will never win by shadow boxing. Now, I'm going to paraphrase Ephesians 6, 13 through 18. We're not going to read it all because I want to get to the next part. But it's saying that this day is going to be so evil that it demands all of the armor. All of it. So that's loins girt with truth and a breastplate of righteousness and feet shod with peace and the shield of faith and helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit and praying always with all kinds of prayer. 
Now, I hope you heard tonight uh, the announcement today that we have prayer tonight from 6 to 7. And I'm believing that we're going to see great things happen tonight in prayer. If you have a special need that's not met today for some reason, or if there's some a friend of yours that's going through something that you want to invite them to come, we'll pray. We'll take time to pray specifically for specific needs if it's people that are brought in tonight. All kinds of prayer. But here's what I know about warfare. I know that warfare ignorance kills. That's what I know. What I know about warfare is it's what we don't know can kill us. And so we've got to be very clear about, about what our weapons are and how they are to be used. I would challenge you to commit these weapons to, uh, to memory. It's time that, that we get uh, as comfortable with the weapons as we are our appliances. I don't think about how to turn the stove on. I don't think about how to plug up the air fryer. I don't think about how the washing machine works. I don't think about the can opener. I don't think about that. I walk up to my car. I don't think about how in the world am I going to open this? How in the world am I going to drive it? I can do those things and not even think. And we've got to get to where the weapons of our warfare are as common to us and we interact with them just like we do an appliance in our kitchen. We have the Word of God. That's the weapon that we start with. We have the Word of God. When we look at Jesus Christ, He's the greatest example. And at the time of temptation in Matthew 4, verses 4, 7, and 10, what did He say? He said, It is written. He was pulling back to the Old Testament. So he knew what the Old Testament said, and he was able to say, it is written. Somebody please hear me. I can, I can, take a, I can go faster on some of these other ones, but we got to get this one right. We've got to have a revelation of Psalms 119.11. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. We've got to get the word in us. And for heaven's sake, if you're having a battle with fear, then get some word on fear. If you're having a problem with anxiety, get some word on anxiety. And learn that word. Get that in your heart. Get it in your spirit, and then just as soon as, as that starts coming on, if you're to where you can quote it loudly, then quote your word loudly. Then use your weapon loudly. If you can't do it loudly, you can scream it as loud as you want in your head. Now, I'm talking to somebody today because I'm telling you it's time to start fighting these things that, that are holding us back. We know the word speaks about it's, it's those things that doth so easily beset us. 
Can we identify what they are? Can we go to the Word? Can we use the Word as a weapon? And can we lay it out? It's time to personally strategize what is coming against us. I want you to get this. I'm not after your emotion. I'm not after your response. Thank you for your amens. That does help. But I'm after you getting this. I am so frustrated seeing people try to fight and fight wrong. We've got to get the word in us. It's time you binge on scripture instead of movies. It's time we binge on the word of God. You're having a problem with fear? What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you taking in? Is it just, is it just negative? Is it, is it horror? You've lost your mind if you watch horror. As a matter of fact, if you watch horror movies, then come to me down here and I will help you pray through that nonsense. Horror, and then I can't have peace. Horror, murder, all of these things, and then I can't have peace. Come on, people. We've got some weapons that we can use, and we do not have to be a puppet on the string of the devil. Somebody's got to get tired of, of being just whatever that's called, puppet, what? Puppet good enough to where, you know, you can take those and you can make them do whatever. There are so many people that have been born again and have been born into the kingdom and they still are on the end of the enemy's string. I'm talking about getting the word in you. That's the reason why I say a day without the word of God is a wasted day. It is a dangerous day. I cannot imagine people going through a day and never taking in any word. Can't even imagine that. If that's the life you're living, please change it and change it today. Because if you want to fight and you want to have weapons of warfare, that will be victorious. You start with the word. But don't just start there and stop. Go to another weapon, which is the name of Jesus. Luke 10, 17. And the 70 returned again with joy, saying, Lord... Even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Through thy name. The word also says in Colossians 3.17, Whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. That's what we're going to do. That's a great baptism scripture. And whoever's getting baptized today, the baptizer will say the name of Jesus. And if you're here today and you've never been baptized, to where the baptizer said the name of Jesus, then please let us baptize you today. Where we say in the name of Jesus. It's a great baptism scripture, but it speaks about whatever we do in word or deed, and that's talking about our life. I believe that it is time to call on the name of Jesus like we never have. I have found in my life that the more I say the name of Jesus, the better the day goes. 
Anybody else found that out? You might be talking to a counselor, but I hope you're not talking to a counselor. I hope you're not calling your counselor's name more than you are the name of Jesus. There may be a friend that you have to talk to because they give you insight, but I hope you're not calling that friend's name more than you're calling the name of Jesus. There may be somebody that you depend on, but I hope there is not a human in our world that we're calling their name every day more than we're calling on the name of Jesus. Drive down the street in Jesus' name. Walk in Jesus' name. Don't go too far during the day without at least saying in your head, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Why is that? Are you some kind of fanatic? No, I understand what the weapons are, and I understand I will never win without the weapons. There is another weapon we need, and that is the Spirit of God. When we go to where it all started in Genesis 1, 1 and 2, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And so what we see is, is when the Spirit of God moved, there was light, there was creation, and there was order. Before the Spirit of God moved, it was without form, void, and dark. What we see is, is that before the Spirit of God moved, it was worthless, confused, empty, and dark. And that's a great picture of where many people are. They're empty, they're confused, and they're dark. What do we need at that time? We need the Spirit of God. I love Zechariah 4 and 6, where it speaks of not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. Somebody needs to understand today, it's not going to be by your family, your ability, your IQ. It's going to be by the Spirit of God. It's not going to be by your bank account. It's not going to be by your connections, your network. It's going to be by the Spirit of God. And so it's time for us to understand, I've got to have the Spirit of God. I will never have order without the Spirit of God. I will never have light and revelation without the Spirit of God. I've got to have the Spirit of God. That is a weapon. I love the song that they were singing when I came up to preach because that's the fourth weapon I want to mention to you, and that is the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb. When it was time for the children to leave bondage, the the last big piece of it was what? You better put the blood on the doorpost. There was a major difference in the homes where the blood was applied and the homes where blood was not applied. Where blood was applied, there was life. Where blood was not applied, there was death. The blood made all the difference. That's the reason why we baptize in the name of Jesus. It's for remission of sins. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. This is the reason why baptism in Jesus' name is a big deal. It is not just an 
outward sign of an inward decision. It's not. Baptism in the name of the king is part of entering the kingdom. It's where the blood is applied to our life. It is the difference in life and death, and don't let anybody else tell you any differently. The blood. I'm talking about the blood. It is a big deal. It's plead the blood. Don't when when we're when we're under attack, don't plead the fifth. Well, I don't know what's going on here. I'm just gonna be quiet. Don't plead the fifth the fifth. You plead the blood. You plead the blood. Well, I don't understand all about that. Well, the enemy does, so you just keep saying it and studying, but don't wait to say it before you understand it because I promise you the enemy will get it very clearly when somebody says, I plead the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus. You say that's sick. Don't mark it off till you tried it. Not up here. Today, and I'm hurrying, hurrying to a close because the time's moving. I'm watching the clock. I'm not up here today just telling you some stuff's going to help you in your head. I'm sharing some things today that's difference, that is the difference in spiritual life and death. And then the fifth weapon is prayer with praise. In Isaiah 61 and 3, we, it speaks of the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I can just tell you this, and I'll skip a lot, but I can just tell you this. A couple of weeks ago, I was in our office. I was talking about our office Wednesday night, and I said Front Street, and somebody came up and said, what's Front Street? Well, my mind went, must have went back to Natchitoches, Louisiana, and so I, I need to say Main Street in Brazil. That's where we have an office. And, and I was sitting there working, and I received some news that, that I'm telling you it plummeted me. It was like it knocked my legs out from under me. I was sinking. And it was like, I mean, my emotions were crashing. It was one of those things. And I remembered the weapons. And the weapon that came to my mind was praise. And I stood up in our office and very loudly did this. Not this time, devil. exactly what I did about two and a half weeks ago. Not this time, devil. And I got out from my desk, and I started walking back and forth, and I started praising God for who he is. And then I started praising God for what he's done. And you can say whatever you want to say, but all I know is, is that the power of God came in that office and the entire atmosphere changed. And I realized at that moment, this stuff is powerful. You can go ahead and sit there and sink. But there's going to be some people that we're going to decide, not this time, devil. Not this time. Not this time. You may have gotten me that time, that time, and that time. I may have went under that time and that time. Somebody needs to get in their spirit right now a good, spiritual, healthy, not this 
time devil. Not this time. Not this time. The other weapon is the word of our testimony. Let me just say quickly that people can have a lot of problems with what you believe, but it sure is hard for them to go against when you just look at them and say, you know what, years ago, uh, Melanie was so sick that we uh, had her to diagnostic clinic in Houston, Texas, six times in, in uh, one year, and, and God instantly healed her while she was ministering in the Philippines. Or, or you know, when our son was born, uh, he's a miracle because the, the cord was wrapped around his neck um, twice, and the, the actual cord was in a true knot. They were calling him the miracle baby because it's like babies don't survive when under that. And then I could go to kinder, and there's not even enough time uh, to even talk about the times. The only reason, I'll tell you why kinder's alive today. God, period. That's, that's, all, that's all there is to it. But the point is, is we have a weapon of our testimony. Psalms talks about, let's publish it. Quit telling everybody about everything that's wrong in your life. Is there anything right? Anything. I mean, you, you may have to study. You may have to take, take some time and say, God, help me remember. Is there anything in my life that's right? Because I, I'm tired of being the black cloud in everybody's world. I'm, I'm tired of being the emotional hurricane in everybody's world. God, help me to remember. Have you done anything for me? And then when he reminds you of something good, can you write that down? And can you say, I'm going to go tell somebody about this some way. And in a conversation with people in your house or wherever, can you just look for an opportunity to say something good? What is that? That is a weapon. That is our testimony. And then there's angels. Yes, there are. There's angels. Sent forth to minister for us. There are angels. Yes, there are. Now, there, that spooks some people out. I just know this. Years ago, whenever I was pastoring, I was standing on the platform, and there was a need that came to my mind, and, uh, and I closed my eyes, and I knew that there was a couple that was in their house right then. I knew where their house was. I knew who they were, and they were meeting together, and it was looking like divorce. They were getting ready to get divorced, and I was standing on the platform during church, first service, and I just remember looking down and praying, and I said, God, would you please, would you please send an angel into that house right now? Would you please do that? And I saw as clear as it could be an angel fly in the top of their house because I knew what their house looks like. And about 30 minutes from there, service was going on. And I looked up, and in they walked in, into the back of the church. And they got into the, to the pews, and God did a work in their life that day. You go ahead and fight it however you want to fight it. But here's what I've decided. I have decided that I am going to use the weapons. That's what I have decided. And then there is the weapon of prayer and faith and fasting. And, and we know that that brings power. And we know that, that Jesus said, This kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. We understand that. And we also understand that, yes, that was a self-destructive demon, but he had also shifted and was talking about their unbelief. And so there's some of this that only yields through prayer and fasting. 
I'm talking about the weapons of our warfare. So as we stand together right now, this is just a word thing. We either believe it or we don't. We either activate it or we don't. So if there's anybody in this sanctuary today that that wants to learn to use uh, the weapons more effectively, why don't you step out and come to the front right now? Because the Spirit of God is getting ready to confirm the Word. Just, Just walk close. The Spirit of God is going to confirm His Word. Because what I have stood up here and what I have presented to you has been Word. It has not been my opinion. It's been Word and my personal experience. And I am totally convinced that there's a lot that we we are willfully living on a lower level in our life. I am convinced. I am totally convinced that there are many days that we make it very easy for the enemy to win. I am very convinced that that we are aiming our emotion and energy in the wrong direction. I am totally convinced that if this group of people, if we can continue to know how, how to breathe, which that's prayer, and we can learn better how to eat, And that's the word. But if we can add fight to breathe and eat, new life goes to another dimension. We are are thankful for faithful attenders and members. But the members, we've got to move to warriors. In this day and time, it's not enough to just be a faithful member. We've got to be faithful warriors. Our lives are dependent on it. Our families' lives are dependent on it. And the people that are connected with us and the people that we know, their lives are depending on it. Church, we've got to learn to fight right. We've got to, oh, there's a lot of fighting, but there's a lot of wrong fighting. We've got to learn to fight right. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to ask God to forgive us, and we're going to cleanse our hearts. And then there's just going to be a couple of prayers that I'm going to lead you in, and we're just going to let the Spirit speak. So can we right now, can we just cleanse our heart? If, If we've not done that, in this service. Maybe you've already cleansed your heart during this service, and if you have, then you can just praise God a little bit right now. But can we, can we take a moment? Father, we come to you. We want your word. We want your word. We want your power. We, we want to live the way you want us to live. And God, if there's anything in, in our hearts that is, that is sin, that is blocking the word, that would be blocking this, we are confessing it to you. We are laying it at your feet. And we're asking you, God, to forgive us of anything. Of anything. In the name of Jesus. 
Word, name, and spirit. Let's pray over that word right now to us. However, however you want to pray. Word, name, and spirit. Why don't we just start with with the word right now? Can we do it? Father, we open ourselves up to your word. We open ourselves up to your word. We want your word. You see what you see what we face? You see what I face? And God, I need your word. I need your a word from your word about what I am fighting in my life. I need it. I will open. Commit yourself right now to spend more time in His Word this week. I will spend more time in your Word. I will be seeking for a direct Word. Start speaking His name right now, the name of Jesus over your situation. Can we do that? Go, go ahead and think. Go ahead. Whatever it is, speak the name of Jesus over it. It may be spirit. It may be soul. It may be, it may be body. Speak the name of Jesus over it right now. In the name of Jesus, we come against any confusion. In the name of Jesus, we come. And you name that particular situation in the name of Jesus. I'm not going in my name. I'm not going in my family's name. I'm not depending on my name, my family's name, the company's name. I'm going to you, Jesus. It's your name. I speak the name of Jesus. I speak the name of Jesus. Let's open ourselves up right now for the Spirit of God to do a work. I'm talking about all the darkness, the confusion. Just like at the beginning of creation. Can you open up your spirit right now? Can you open up your spirit for His spirit? Let your spirit bring light. Let your spirit bring order. Let your spirit bring what only it can bring. I open myself up to your spirit. I open my spirit up to your spirit, God. I need your spirit. Is there anything you need to plead the blood over? Is there anything you need to plead the blood over? Why don't you just do that right now? I plead the blood over my mind. I plead the blood over my outlook. I plead the blood over my motives. I plead the blood over my future. I plead the blood over my desires. I plead the blood over my spouse, my children, my house. Let it be, Jesus. Let it be, Jesus. Now, I trust that you will commit to your testimony. I trust that you will be led on fasting. But there's one that we, one weapon that that we must bring to the forefront, and that is praise. That is praise. It's time to praise.
It's time to decide. Not this time, devil. Can you say that with me? Not this time, devil. And so we're, we're going to take a couple of moments right now, and, and we're, we're going to release ourselves in praise. And my prayer is, and the focus and what the Word is saying today is there's some good people in this sanctuary that you, you're being trampled on, and you don't have to take it. That's the Word. You don't have to take it. There is another level, but it's only going to be as we use the weapons the way he says to use them. Now it's time for us to just close our eyes and it's time for us to give God some praise. It's time to give God some praise. Open up your mouth and give God some praise. Praising him. Keep praising him. Go ahead and think of the situation that's been knocking you down and then praise over that. Give him praise right now. It, it doesn't matter how big it is, it doesn't matter how big it is against you. Give him praise. 